Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship today. It's great to be with you all once again on a sunny day so far uh, in God's house to worship, to receive from Him in, in faith uh, the gifts of word and sacrament that He has planned and prepared for us today. Please stand and greet each other this morning in the name of the Lord. Members, as always, if you see people that you don't recognize or know, please go say hi and welcome them to worship today. Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Parker Shane, your announcer for Holy Trinity Sunday. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service today is the lay minister, Bruce Sletton, and the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinatra. And the acolytes are Jordan Kleibecker and Gabby James. Today's order of service can be found at www.trinity1874.com. Radio broadcast for today is sponsored by Race Bree in honor of Father's Day and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. And as you are taking your seats, let's begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Dearest Lord Jesus, we are thankful today for your bidding, for your calling us here by your Holy Spirit, by your gospel. Lord, today as we celebrate Holy Trinity Sunday, God, we give you thanks, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in the many ways that your fingerprints have been are and will continue to be uh, all over our lives and in every facet. And so now, Lord, we ask that as we worship you, Lord, please give us a zeal for your house of worship. Uh, Lord, truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stand. And so we begin, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed.
mercy has given His Son to die for you, and for His sake, He forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our opening hymn today is Christ the Word of God Incarnate on page 540, verses 1 through 3 of the Lutheran Service Book. Blessed be the Holy Trinity and the undivided unity. Let us give glory to him because he has shown us his mercy to us. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol. Or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Glory, Glory be, be to the Father, Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Blessed be the Holy Trinity and the undivided unity. Let us give glory to him, because he has shown his mercy to us. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, 
And for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given us grace to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity by the confession of a true faith, and to worship the unity and the power of the divine majesty. Keep us steadfast in this faith and defend us from all adversities. For you, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, live and reign, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Our Old Testament lesson comes from Proverbs chapter 8, beginning at the first verse. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portal, she cries aloud, To you, O men, I call. And my cry is to the children of man. 
The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with his fields, or the first of the dust of the world. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him, like a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and delighting in the children of man. This is the word of the Lord. The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. The word of faith that we proclaim. For with the heart one believes and is justified. And with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Our special music today is presented by Carol McIntyre.
It is now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Now is a good time also to bring up your Mighty Mites as well. Our children's message today is presented by Pastor Jake. Good morning. How are we today? Good. Okay, what I want you to do, I'm going to come down here actually today. When I first came to this church, and the first time that I ever saw this sanctuary, I walked in, and my favorite part of this sanctuary, well, my favorite parts, are all of the stained glass windows that we have. Aren't they beautiful? I just love them. Stained glass windows are one of my most favorite things. And, of course, the name of our church is called Trinity Lutheran Church. Our name today comes from the fact of our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so what you will notice on all of these windows is you will notice the Apostles' Creed. I believe it starts down there, and it kind of makes its way this way, okay? And then it makes, it, it makes its way that way. The Apostles' Creed talks about the triune God that we worship and that we serve, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, uh, it's probably obvious to everyone that of all of the stained glass windows that we have, my most favorite one is this one. So I want you to turn around, and I want you to get a good look at that giant stained glass window there, okay? It's really nice, too, because the sun's out, so you can really see all of, all of the really beautiful colors. What you'll notice in there is you will notice the Trinity in the stained glass window as well. Now, some of you may know this, um, and some of you may not. So for those of you who know, it'll be a refresher. And for those of you who don't know, uh, then you'll be learning it for the first time. So we see there the Trinity represented on our stained glass windows. The Father is represented by the hand. Okay. Now, the hand, what do, what do we normally do with, with our hands? What are some of the things that we do with our hands? Carly, we eat with them, good. We fold our hands with them when we pray, good, yes. We what? We hold stuff, good, yes. Huxley? What? Play with friends, good, okay, yeah. Okay, so with our hands, we can play with friends, we can hold things, we can pray, we can do all of those things, right? With God's hands, right, God the Father, again, represented by the hand, gives us things, and not just things like, like the things that we really, really hope that he sometimes gives us, like an Xbox or something, right? But he gives us the things that he knows that we need. The, the father's job or his responsibility, of course, is as creator. He has made everything. But it is to give us all of these things that we need, as we have heard before, to support 
this body and life. So the food that we eat, the homes that we sleep in, the families that we have, okay, everything that we have to support our lives is given to us by our Father. Uh, we're going we're gonna to skip Jesus for now. You should never skip Jesus, but we're going to do it for just a minute. Um, and we're going to go to the window that's the furthest to the right. And what do you see there? What is that a picture of on the bottom? Uh, Jackson? A dove, yeah, okay. Usually, uh, because of the fact that the Holy Spirit is, repre- is, is uh, oftentimes represented by a dove in the Bible, okay, that is usually the representation for the Spirit, okay? Now, the Holy Spirit does something that's really, really cool, okay? How many of you drove in a car here today? Should be m- most of you. Anybody walk? Some people walked. You didn't walk. Yeah, you did walk, actually. <laughs> my, my son walked, yeah. Um, right? Okay, so the Holy Spirit is the one that causes us to have faith. Is The Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the faith that we have, and we believe not only in Jesus, but in our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is no way possible that any of you here today, or anybody out there, or anybody listening on the radio, or the podcast, or whatever it is, there is no way that any of them are listening to that, or that you guys are here today, on your own accord. Yes, you drove here. Yes, your parents brought you here. But if you were to go all the way back in, in, that, in that line of thinking, it was the Holy Spirit that compelled your parents or your grandparents or whoever it was that brought you here today. It was the Holy Spirit that compelled them to bring you here today so that you could hear God's Word. It is through the Holy Spirit that we have been given faith in our triune God. And then finally, of course, we have Jesus. And Jesus, in the middle there, is represented by a what? Who can tell me? It's represented by a what, Cordell? Lamb, yeah, okay? Jesus is oftentimes referred to as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. When John the Baptist, you guys remember who John the Baptist was? When John the Baptist saw Jesus, he said, Look, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And of course, that is what the Son does for Jesus. Jesus saves us, uh, saves us by his precious blood. And then one day... Uh, when you guys uh, go through your confirmation class, you will receive the Son's own body and blood, just like your parents' parents do. Okay? You will receive Jesus' body and blood through the wine and bread that is offered to them. And those, are offered for, and those are offered and given by Jesus for the exact same reasons for which he died, to give us the forgiveness of sins right? and to strengthen our faith in him. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. It is Holy Trinity Sunday. We're going to be talking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Okay? Will you guys pray with me, please? Dear Father, dear Son, dear Holy Spirit, we thank you for your fingerprints in our lives. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. Our second reading for this morning comes from Acts chapter 2, 
beginning at the 14th verse. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know, this Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet and knowing that God was sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus raised up, and of that we are all witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit. He has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. The Jews answered Jesus, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? And the prophets died. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say, He is our God. But you have not known Him. I know Him. If I were to say that I do not know Him, I would be like a liar. But I do not, I would be a liar like you. But I do, but I do know Him, and I keep His word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. 
So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. This is the gospel of our Lord. Our hymn of the day is, We All Believe in the One True God, which is paid, found on page 953 of the Lutheran Service Book. Would you all pray with me, please? Dear God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As we have mentioned just before, today is Holy Trinity Sunday. And as such, today's sermon will reflect that. And what I want you to do right now is in your hymnals, turn to page in the front part, turn to page 322 in your hymnals. We're going to be, you'll find there the small catechism, specifically the Apostles' Creed, and also Luther's explanation, explanations for the three parts of the Creed. Page 322 in the front part of your hymnal. We now commit their body to its resting place. Earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, in the sure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ, who will change our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. 
by the power that enables him to subdue all things to himself. May God the Father who created this body, may God the Son who by his blood redeemed this body, may God the Holy Spirit who by holy baptism sanctified this body to be his temple, keep his remains to the day of the resurrection of all flesh. It is these words that are read just outside there every time that there is a funeral that takes place here. The funeral has the funeral service, for those of you that don't know, has two parts. The first part happens here, where we sing and we pray together, and we read scripture together, and we hear God's word together. And then we go outside, we, we go out these doors and to the left and into the cemetery, and the service continues. And it's fitting that the service continues in this way by reminding everyone who is there, re- remember this, that funerals are for the living. Our loved ones who have died, trust me, they don't care, because they are in heaven. It's important It matters. It's a big deal that for those of us who are there, as we mourn our loved ones who have gone on into heaven, that we hear these words about God the Father who has created this body, about God the Son who by His blood redeemed this body, about God the Holy Spirit who by holy baptism sanctified this body to be His temple, and how God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that he would keep these remains to the day of the resurrection of all flesh. It matters. And it's a very big deal that we, as believers in Jesus, hear these words. It's the exact reason why we say either the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed, although today we will be saying the very long Athanasian Creed. We only say it once a year, so just relax. It's very long. But it's important. It matters. It's a big deal that we together as Christian brothers and sisters say these words. And why does it matter? Why is it a big deal? It's a big deal because we need to hear it. Because our faith in our hearts need to hear about our faith in our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's a common misconception that the Apostles' Creed is called the Apostles' Creed because it was written by one of the Apostles. That's not not true. The reason why the Apostles' Creed is called the Apostles' Creed is because it is a summary of everything that the Apostles taught about God. And they taught that God, the Father, is He who has created all things. He who continues to sustain us to this day. They taught about God the Son, whose blood has redeemed the entire world, not with gold or silver, but with his precious blood. And they talked about, and they preached about, and they taught about God the Holy Spirit, who is the one who, as we mentioned to the kids that were just up here, who not only compels us to be here in worship today, not only compels us to read our Bibles, not only compels us to be in prayer, but who has given us the faith to believe in God the Father, to believe in God His Son, and to believe in God the Holy Spirit. 
what I want you to do is, with those hymnals, together, we're going to recite the explanation. First of all, to the first article, let's recite that together. The explanation to the first article on page 322, what does this mean? I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. He also gives me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, and children, land, animals, and all I have. He richly and daily provides me with all I need to support this body and life. He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this, it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey Him. This is most certainly true. If you have ever gone through a season in your life where it feels, and you feel, and Satan has tricked you because he does this and he will do this, that he has tricked you into believing that God has left you. He has tricked you into believing that God does not love you as much as you think that he does. That he has tricked you into believing that God no longer cares about you or your family or what happens to you. If you ever go through those seasons, perhaps some of you are in a season like that right this very day, I encourage you to pull out your hymnal or your catechism If you don't have either of those, come to the church office. I'll find you one. If you don't have a card to get to the church office, go online. If you don't have the internet, call me. And we can read it together. Because this explanation to the first petition of the Apostles' Creed makes it very, very clear to us that God is not just up there in heaven above and He doesn't care about what is happening to His children here below. No, He cares very much. He has given me in my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason, and all my senses, and still takes care of them. That's the promise. Scripture teaches this as well. Scripture taught this first. That God continues to take care of His children. Everything that we have, we've talked about this in this space before, everything that we have is a gift from God. Everything. And God is so wonderful, and God is so amazing, and so powerful, that He can even take things like our sin and turn them into good, not only for us, but for Him and for His kingdom. The Father creates. The Father has created. He has created you. And believe me when I tell you, and if you don't believe me, at least believe the Scriptures when they say that He still takes care of you. He has not left you. He will never leave you. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you, says God. Let's look at the second article. We read the explanation together. What does this mean? I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, 
who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. Just as he has risen from the dead, lives and reigns through all eternity, this is most certainly true. There is not a sin that you have ever committed. There is not a sin that you will commit today. There is not a sin that you committed on the way to church today. There is not a sin that you will commit in the future. Not one single sin. Not one mess up. Not one fault. Not one angry thought. Not one covetous action. There is not one single solitary sin that the blood of Jesus has not covered for you. Not one sin. The blood of Jesus has covered you entirely. So that when you go before the Father, when Jesus returns, the Father will not look at our sins. He will not look at that time on April the 2nd, 2012, when you did this. He will not look at any sin that you have ever committed. Instead, all he sees is a Jesus, Jesus blood-covered saint, child. And he says, you are welcome. He will say, you are welcome into my kingdom. He has purchased us, won us from all sins. We have said this in in this space before. It was just a few weeks ago. It matters how we talk about our relationship with God. And the reason why it matters is because of what Luther says here, that, that he has purchased us. And if for some reason you don't like Luther, fine, then believe Paul when he says that you have been bought at a price. And so no, we do not give our hearts to Jesus. It doesn't work like that. God has come down in a mighty way, in the most powerful way, He ripped heaven open and He came down for you and He took your heart for Himself. You didn't have to ask Him. You didn't have to ask Him to come into your heart. He was already there because He owns you. Because His blood, not gold or silver, His holy precious blood and His innocent suffering and death, and I will add this to that explanation, and his empty tomb has made sure that you belong to the Son, that you belong to God. The third article, third article about the Holy Spirit, the Christian church, the community of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. What does this mean? We read that together. I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, Believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to Him. 
But the Holy Spirit has called me by the Gospel, enlightened me with His gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way He calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, He daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, He will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to Him. And why is that? Why is it that we cannot by our own reason or strength believe in Jesus? Why is it that we cannot by our own reason or strength invite Him to come into our hearts? Why is it that we cannot by our own reason or strength ask Him to come into our lives? Because that job is already taken. Right? That job has already been fulfilled and continues to be fulfilled by the Holy Spirit. Here's where another promise comes into play. We all remember the story of the prodigal son. And the son takes his share of the inheritance and he goes and he blows it on wild living and he comes back and he says, you know, I'll just ask him if I can be a servant because my father's servants live better than I currently am. So I'm just going to ask him to be a servant. Surely he will just allow me to do that. But what does the father do? The entire time while the son has been gone, he has been looking down the road for him. And the instant, the moment that he sees him, he goes running down the road and he wraps his son up in his arms and says only one thing, welcome home. And so if you are here today, maybe there is a couple of you here, maybe some of you here that have not been to church in quite a while. The message is still the same to you. Welcome home. He will go to the ends of the earth to bring you home and to bring you back into His loving embrace. And He does that and continues to do that. Jesus Himself, when He was describing Himself as the Good Shepherd, He said, you know, how many of you, if you have a, if you, if, if you have a flock of sheep, if you have a hundred sheep and you lose one of them, how many of you will not leave the other 99 behind and go looking after the one? And that's what he's done. He went looking after the one. It's so interesting that when we read the words of Jesus, we somehow automatically think that, that sometimes that those words apply to other people and they don't apply to us because we're Christians, and because we don't need it. When Jesus said it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick, he was talking about you and me. When Jesus said, I have come to seek and save that which was lost, he's talking about you, and he's talking about me. And the reason why he can say that, and we heard about it in our gospel today. The reason why he can say that is because he and the Father are one. That when the Father is looking down the road for his Son to return to him, it's just as if the Son, Jesus, is looking down the road for us. 
and then sprints out to meet us and welcomes us home in his loving embrace. And so this is why Holy Trinity Sunday matters. I do not know, perhaps some of you here uh, who uh, have, let's just call them our seasoned members, right? That they have been here for quite a number of years, their entire lives. I don't know who it was that came up with the, na- with the name of our church to be Trinity Lutheran Church. But that's why. That's why you see all of the stained glass windows around you. That's why you see this giant stained glass window in front of you because it's probably the first thing, I know it is for me, it's the first thing that I see every time that I come in to this sanctuary. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to do one thing. I want to go all the way back here. And I want to pretend... that I am just a regular member or a visitor, somebody who comes in, and when you look down this aisle, this is why the setup of our church matters. Because when you come down this aisle, and you come down this aisle for communion in just a few moments, the first thing you see here is the font. God the Son, God the Holy Spirit who has given us faith. And the next thing that you see, of course, is you come up here to the altar and you see His very body and blood shed for us on the cross. And then, of course, you see the giant window reminding us of our faith in our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So I, I encourage you that whenever you come through those doors and you come walking down this aisle for communion, that you, that you take notice of that. There's a reason why this font is right here and not over there and not over there. It's here because it's the first thing that you pass on the way to receive the Lord's body and blood. There's a reason why we have an altar. It's because that's where the body and blood of Christ resides. And so today, we give thanks to God the Father who has created us, who has given us and continues to give us everything that we need to support this body in life. We give thanks to God the Son who by His blood has redeemed us by His blood that has covered us completely, so that sin, death, and the power of Satan would have no mastery over us any longer. And we give thanks to God, the Holy Spirit, who continues to sanctify, who continues to keep us in that one true faith because God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit has promised us that He would do that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand.
And please turn to page 319. There you will find the Athanasian Creed. Page 319. And we recite this creed, the words of our Christian faith, together. Whoever desires to be saved must, above all, hold the Catholic faith. Whoever does not keep it whole and undefiled will, without doubt, perish eternally. And the Catholic faith is this, that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confusing the persons nor the substance. For the Father is one person,
At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. Uh, if you are a member or a guest with us, thank you for coming today. And please sign the red signing book that is in your pew uh, so that we know that you were here to worship with us. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. The radio broadcast is made possible by the donations to the radio broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. A men's Bible study meets at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the Narthex. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message, Getting to Know Jesus, uh, guest speaker, Pastor Paul. There's a big difference between knowing about someone and really knowing them. Pastor Paul introduces us to a different way of getting to know Jesus. Philippians 3, verse 8. We now rejoin the congregation during the worship service.
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and leading us here so we can worship you. As the beautiful sunrise this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Keep us mindful of this message of the gift of the Holy Trinity, the mercy, grace, and love given to us freely. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up all those in our health list, Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Oren, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob Dodson, Mark, Warren, Gary, Bob Curtit, Emma, Brenda, Rosemarie, Bob Yelinek, John, Mary Ann, Debbie, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Jen, Catherine, Deborah, Joe, Phil, Louise, and Ruth Skaggs, as well as all those now we name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely and give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally in our state and in our local communities, as well as the leaders of our own Lutheran Synod. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We lift up to you in prayer today, Christopher Smith serving in the Navy, Luke Shays serving in the Marines, and Dave Hessman who is deployed overseas, as well as their families who pray and wait for their safe return. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to watch over them, to protect them against all harm. Strengthen and encourage them so we, they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. We have a prayer of celebration for anniversaries being celebrated. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with the presence of your son at the marriage at Cana in Galilee, and even now continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have bestowed upon Scott and Charlotte, who are celebrating 49 years of Christian union through their marriage. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength, and refuge in life as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, it is appropriate on this day that we give you thanks for the fathers in our lives. Fatherhood does not come with a manual, and reality teaches us that some fathers excel while others fail. We ask for your blessings for all of them and forgiveness where it is needed. On this day, we think of the many sacrifices fathers make for their children and families. 
So too we remember all those who have helped fill the void when fathers pass early or are absent, grandfathers and uncles, brothers and cousins, teachers and pastors. For those who are fathers, we ask for wisdom and humility as they embrace the task of parenting. Give them strength, patience, and courage to parent in a way that reflects the love of you, Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, a prayer for this congregation and all our visitors. Bless all those who worship with us today, those who are listening by radio or podcast. Now that we have been refreshed through your word and soon the sacrament of communion, lead us now into your mission field. Give us the courage and zeal to tell others about the good news of salvation as it is carried out in our lives. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, who with your only begotten Son and the Holy Spirit are one God, one Lord. In the confession of the only true God, we worship the Trinity in person and the unity and substance of majesty co-equal. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. pray together the prayer that our Lord gave us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner.
Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. And not only this, our Savior's body and blood strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting departs in his peace and joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Our closing hymn for today is Christ the Word of God Incarnate on page 540, verses 4 through 6 of the Lutheran Service Book.
Just a few announcements before we close with worship today. First of all, uh, as uh, we have begun to do here, and it's a great ministry that we have, there is a short prayer session in the the chapel immediately after today's service. Uh, For anyone who would like to join, uh, you may submit your prayer requests uh, prior to the service by either contacting Phil or Debbie Trokey, or there will be a jar outside of the chapel, which is just to to my left, uh, outside of those doors. Vacation Bible School is coming up, BBS. The theme is Miracle... The theme is Miraculous Mission, Jesus Saves the World. It's July 8th through 11th for children ages 3 through 5th grade. Please let Meandra Shane, Lacey Creed, or Katrina McBlair know if you are able to volunteer uh, during the week or would like to donate uh, towards any area that we will need. And then finally, the Trinity Lutheran Church Picnic is on Friday, July 12th. It's that same week of Vacation Bible School, but on that Friday at 6 p.m. You will have seen, uh, if you haven't already... These sign-ups, uh, for anyone who would like to help, we have lots and lots of, of areas which need assistance and help. Uh, I have already signed up to be the first one in the dunk tank. So if I can be in the dunk tank, y'all can go sign up for some other stuff. Okay? I also issue a challenge to Mrs. Menning. Uh, I challenge you to be the, on the time frame from 8 to 9. You can either accept it or not. You don't have to do it right now. You can think about it if you want, but I do challenge you to do that from 8 to 9. That is all of the announcements that we have, I believe. I pray that you all be very, very blessed week. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Parker Shane.